You know what I hate the most about session ones? Mm, what's that? But I don't get to use the line. So when we last left our intrepid heroes, <laughs> they just managed to escape catastrophe with their lives as they uh, their the Silver Swan was attacked by a skeletal ship. Luckily, you managed to get yourselves into a lifeboat and rescue a few people along the way when you were picked up by a different ship the next morning. However, these were uh, a motley assortment of individuals, very uh, equal opportunity in their hiring practices, who were also in the process of dealing with a couple of crew members who apparently had had sticky fingers. Apparently that's quite frowned upon in these parts. But Captain Espinoza, with his really odd claw hand, had agreed to take you on. At least until you got to port and he could find some new, new sailors. And he'd put you on night shift. You meet the sh uh, that so you're from exactly where we left off. You are able to. You're shown down into the lower holds where there are hammocks set up for the crew, and you're able to kind of get some rest, having survived the <laughs> having had a bit of a rough night the night before. Just a little. As you wake several hours later, you. You smell food coming from the other end of the ship. It, as you take a, a deep whiff waking up, it smells like fried potatoes. Clamor yourselves out of your hammocks, meander down to the other end of the hold. You find the kitchen. There isn't a dining area, just a small kitchen where... Cafeteria style, you come up, you get your bowl or plate, and you uh, you carry on. Dinner is being served. You see people walking by with a plate of what looks like some sort of potato, like a potato bread that's been fried with fish in between it and French fries. Except they're not French fries here, they're fried potatoes. I think it looks pretty yummy. You hop in the lineup, moving along as you get up to the front, and you see a tiny goblin running back and forth, setting, passing out the uh, the food. His tiny little chef hat and apron probably had been white at one point, but uh, they've been out at sea for a while by the looks of things. Several stains drip down the front of it, or they have been uh, have stained their way into the front, creating a very interesting collage of colors. He looks up at you with eyes that just look a little bloodshot as he goes, Oh, look at Welcome. Welcome. What's this your name? Uh, Nissa does a little flutter around before settling in front and she says please 
call me N. N, a pleasure to meet you. He hands you a plate, trying to make sure, you know, make sure that you're able to handle the weight. Fair. It, it, it's awkward, but you manage. You know, you're used to working in a big people's world. Yep. I hope you're enjoying them. Thank you. Next. He continues passing out the food, introduce or making sure to ask all of your names as he dishes up the evening supper. I just grab a small plate, look at him, and go, K2. Nice to meet you, Peter. Enjoy. Thank you. I just flash a peace sign and go for food. He <laughs> flashes one back. So you enjoy your you enjoy your dinner, finding places to sit around the ship. There is not a whole lot of room. The hold is full of supplies and various things that may or may not have been purchased legally. And that evening you head up on to night shift where you meet uh, you mate Heda, the half-orc second in command who is wearing a patch over her left eye, standing in the darkness with only a lantern at the front and back of the ship to light it up. So, you're the new one. You're the new lot that they sent me on nights. Of course, I always get the new hires. She grumbles. What did you do to uh, always get the new hires? Well, the captain always wants to make sure that he's got, you know, his best crew on all day long and make sure that the first mate gets it. So, at night, I get the new hires. Oh, that's not so bad. You want to know what are the perks of working nights? Mm, it's dark. It's dark? And because we're running on a limited crew compared to the entire day, we don't have to do work as hard, provided that we are keeping an eye on things. Well, that seems very smart. She turns to Nilrim. Captain says you're not bad with a with the wheel. You're on helm. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> I'm fucking epic. <laughs> she actually laughs at this point. I look forward to it. My last helmsman was uh Hell, he liked his bottle a little too much. I bet you I like it more. As <laughs> long as you can drive in a straight line, I don't care. I don't know any good sailor that's not an alcoholic. She pauses and goes, that's actually pretty fair. It's 
Speaking of which, where's the wine at? She uh, already has a bottle of. Uh, she says, "I haven't got any wine," but uh, she pulls out a set of cups and pours everybody a small amount of of this clear liquid. And she says, "Try that. It's made out of these little white seeds they call uh, rice." Nice. nice. I'm in. Then to save on space, I boiled it a little bit to get rid of the extra water. Let me try some of this syrup. Yeah, Nissa will take a sip. I'll take it, a sip as well. It burns going down. You <laughs> feel like this has the alcohol content of... Sorry, I ordered skip, and they just rang the doorbell, and it completely derailed my brain. Oh. My apologies. Well, that's okay. Your doorbell sounds better than mine. Mine plays a little jingle tune. And it has played the exact same tune every single time everyone has hit the doorbell, except for once. I don't know. <laughs> What that person? I don't remember who it was, but someone hit the doorbell and it freaking played a Christmas theme. Left, right, left, right. B A B A. Select start. That's how you do that. <laughs> There's only one button outside the door. I have no idea how they did that, and since then, it's always been just the same annoying little tune. Anyway, let's get oh. back to drinking this, this stuff. My doorbell is a trick. People just stand there ringing it, but it doesn't make a sound, and I just keep smoking weed. I like that. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me, John? <laughs> so the... And it is... It is almost thick like a syrup. You believe her when you... When she says she boiled out all the extra water. All right, before I... going down. Before I leave, I dip a few joints in there and let them dry out. Uh, everybody roll me a con check. Uh-oh. I got nine. Eighteen. One. Oh, no. <laughs> well... Somehow, the tiny one is able to hold herself together the best. She has a high metabolism. It must be. Yep. We're going to run with that. While uh, Nilrim is feeling, you know, good and tipsy after this, like, this could be quite useful and save you a lot of money if you're pre-gaming. Sounds like some endgame shit to me. However, K2, you uh, you have never experienced this kind of an alcohol before, and it hits you fast and hard, and the lapping of the waves is now becoming a bit of a problem for you as you're trying to get to the front of the boat to keep watch. Uh, Nissa would like to jump around excitedly and exclaimed to Heda, look, look what I can do. And she 
wants to cast Druidcraft to predict the weather. It's a cantrip, so it doesn't matter how long or how many times I yep. do it. Um, and it just yep. says, you create a tiny, harmless sensory effect that predicts what the weather will be at your location for the next 24 hours. So the effect might manifest as a golden orb for clear skies, a cloud for rain, snowflakes for snow, and so on. The effect only lasts for one round. And considering we're not going to be in the exact same spot for the next 24 hours, I don't know if that's actually helpful or not. But she just wants to show off a little bit. Uh, as you hold out your hand and cast Druid Craft, you see what looks like a, a rising mist coming up from your palm, and then all of a sudden it's pushed away from you and replaced by a, uh, a candle flame, and then stops. Nissa frowns as she looks at her empty hand and then looks back at Hada. I mean, it's not precise weather prediction, but it looks she like we're headed for you. fog and flame. Bring it on. All right. I live my life in a cloud of fog. <laughs> Fog, in quotations. Your first shift goes uneventfully as you are... You, you get to know things and how Hatha wants things, and you, you also understand what she means by the night shift has less work to do. Because during the day, where you guys are a crew of four, they're a crew of 16. Ah. Uh -huh. So all the cabin boys and all of the uh, scrubbing and maintenance work gets done when there's daylight and less candles are needed to illuminate what you're doing. That makes sense. So we're stumbling in the dark. I'll just create a bonfire. Float. Can I do it floating in air? I don't see why not. However, the spot that you pick would... Um, stay stationary while the boat is moving. So you have to recast it every now and again and make sure it didn't uh, like into the ship. I was thinking of putting it as like a headlight for the boat, but but if it's gonna just keep, what's that thing made out of at the end of the boat? Do we have a decoration? That's or is it made of wood? This ship is entirely made out of wood. Yeah, However, we'll stay away from. However, uh, the uh, when you ask about this, she goes, "Go take. A, why don't you go take a look? I'll hold the wheel for a bit." As you go, lean over the front, and you see the carving of a dryad reaching out with like uh, gnarled hands, reaching out towards the the sea. Is that made of wood? Yes. Cool. Is there a metal bowl near around that we could possibly stick in the curled hands? A cannonball. You um you are able to find a pot in the kitchen that the chef is willing to loan you. 
let's uh, let's use that to create a little headlight here and put it in the hands of that little dude there. All right, you put the fire. I'll drop it in. All right, and I'll put a little joint in his mouth and laugh a bit. <laughs> All righty, so. Um... It takes you a little bit to be able to finagle your way down to reach the hands safely. But you put the pot in place, secure it with a little bit of rope. And then Nilrim is able to put, uh, to cast Create Bonfire inside of the pot, which does provide a little bit of a headlamp pointing out forwards. Nice. I'll light a joint on that fire and go back and take the wheel. <laughs> I would like perception checks from everybody. Nat 20, boy. Nice. Uh, 15. 7. Alrighty. Luckily, you, as the the flame shoots outwards, two of you notice the outline of a ship up ahead. Nerlrim, you grab the uh, you, you grab the spyglass that's underneath the helm or secured underneath the helm you saw earlier you take a look out and you see that there's a there is indeed a small ship a little bit smaller than yours and it's not flying any flags um i relay this information to the crew you could see hey that's sitting there pondering not flying any flags. It's either a merchant or a spy. We'll go wake up the no. captain. Spies are merchant worth. spy. <laughs> Can our cute little fairy go fly down there and do some recon? I mean, you could definitely fly out. It would take you several minutes, but it is a calm enough night you could take that flight. Okay, then I would love, love to do that. Because they're like a mile away from you. Well, maybe I'll wait until they get a little bit closer. <laughs> I'll quickly put out the, the fire that's on the front of the ship, though, so that hopefully they haven't seen us yet. Yeah. And what about this? I can create a non-magical trinket or illusionary image. Can I do something to her to make her invisible? With my pre-prestigitation? I can never say that word. No, you can create like a an, like an item. Like can that item be a something like predator armor? No. Okay. It It's like a trinket like a something you could fit in the palm of your hand. Well, that's what I thought. She's little like that. 
I mean, you could make a blanket that's that size, I guess. Like a seashell? Or put it, put it like a fake little bird costume on her or something, so people don't notice her. Just so she's not noticeable. I'm pretty small. I think yeah, what, eight inches sure... tall. Okay. There are literally penises that are longer than she is tall. Can I make her a little ninja costume? I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll make her a female ninja costume with holes for her wings. It does take you like three attempts to get it perfectly right, but you you do eventually create this little ninja costume. That's dope. It only lasts an hour. Okay. So now you are dressed in a dark ninja outfit, making you even harder to see at night. Nice. <laughs> As you set sail out, Mercer, you you take off from the ship, and the others left waiting as you fly, fly and fly. You come up to the ship. It is it is a one and a half level ship where there's one like the, you can go below deck one level, and then there's one raised level in the back. As you swing around, it looks like the only uh, human entrance is through the doors in the half er, in the half level from the deck to get below deck. You have to keep your distance, however, because there are five individuals that are keeping uh, either keeping watch or uh, or manning the wheel. Okay. Um... I mostly want to listen to see if they've noticed our ship. Not a chance. They aren't talking about the uh, about the possibility of a ship. They actually seem pretty quiet. the The air almost seems kind of tense. As they're watching, there's a person up in the crow's nest keeping an eye and or keeping watch in all directions. Uh, Megan, roll me stealth with a plus two for your outfit. Nice. Uh, I rolled a natural twenty. Oh. So. Good thing you had that plus two. That's twenty-four. <clears throat> you are the knight. As you use the sails and rigging as a as your own personal uh, hiding places, you overhear a couple of them discussing the ship should have been through here by now. Maybe they're running behind. They could have run into a storm. But we've been out here for two weeks. Do you even know what the captain's weight wants on that boat? It's been worth just boy hiding here. As they continue chattering. You pick up that they've been waiting here for a while for a boat that's supposed to be passing by right about now, but they don't know what it is they're looking for on that boat. Sus. Is there any indication as to which boat they're looking for? Like, our original one that sank, or the one that we're at right now? 
Um, the one that you, uh, the one that you were on would have been a well-known boat that would have been coming across this path. These ships don't make these trips very lightly, so somebody may have known that they were coming. Okay. But the crew doesn't seem to know what it was on that boat that they're after. Does it seem like I could get um, further in on the boat? Um, I don't know, looking for anything that might tell us who they are? Roll me perception. Oh, that is only nine. You could try to squeeze through the door that goes inside. Eh, However, that might... All right. As you flit into the very center of the boat, and you squeeze through the uh, squeeze under the door. It doesn't appear to go all of the way down. And immediately on the other side, there it splits with a narrow hallway walking forward that splits off into three doors and a staircase heading down. Um, I'll take the stairs down. As you head down the stairs, you take start taking a look at the uh, the the hold itself. On the one near the stairs is set up in a barrack style, most likely for the crew, although this crew is quite a bit smaller. There's another. Uh, Five individuals that are sleeping in, uh, sleeping in the the hold, and at the far end, you see both their their food stocks as well as several harpoons, like uh, ballista-sized harpoons, with uh, with the end that can be attached to ropes. Hmm. Are there any um, books or maps open at this level? Uh, as you as you flit around the sleeping uh, crew members, you do find one that has. Uh, has dropped a book as you move in to take a look at it. The title is A Practical Guide to Swordplay. Mm-hmm. It appears that he's trying to learn how to use the sword. Awesome. How big is the book? Could I pick it up and take it? You could pick it up and take it. It is like <laughs> a pocket version of a book. Awesome. I would love to do that. Like those tiny little Bibles. Yeah. I mean, for a sailor, you don't want a whole bunch of big clunky books, so. Mm. True. It's about the size of a coaster when it's closed. Nice. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. She'll snag that and then she'll head back up the stairs. As you head back up the stairs, you hear the crew outside moving around by the door. As you pause and they walk away. You have the option of heading out, or there are three doors at the end of this very narrow hallway. Oh. Common sense tells me to get out, but... I know that there's doors. You know what? I'm going to roll a dice for it. Okay, I'm going for a door. The door on the left, the door on the right, or the door straight in front of you? On the left. You go up to the door on the left. And... The door is locked. However, there's a gap at the bottom of it. It's fairly narrow. Um, roll me, roll me acrobatics to see if you can get through it. Okay. Uh, I doubt it. That's a six. Yeah, unfortunately, that would be. Uh, you, you get down there and you look through it, and you just realize that there's a chance that you'll snag your wings going through that. Not worth it. But you do catch this very sulfurous smell. Hmm. Say excuse me. <laughs> do I recognize the smell? Gunpowder. Okay. All right. Well. A bad place to Yeah. I will back up and I will check the next door, the one that would have been straight ahead. Are you, there's a gap under the door. Are you going to try and look through the lock hole first or are you just going on in? I would like to peek in either underneath or through the lock hole before going in. There is a glowing light coming out underneath the door. It's dim and orange, but there nonetheless as you can't really tell from the bottom what it's coming from, but as you look through the keyhole, there is a lantern hanging from the ceiling that's swinging back and forth, casting its dim light from a single candle. It's a large room from what you can tell. Like it spans the entire back end of the ship. Probably captain's or officer's quarters. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that looks interesting to make me go through that door? <laughs> I mean, logically, the officers would have, um, would be more financially lucrative to rob. Yeah. But do you want to take that risk? Do I hear anybody in there? Um, there is at least one person snoring. Snoring. Is the door locked? Uh, the door is certainly locked. Okay. However, not from a key lock, but from a deadbolt on the inside. Okay. Um, I'm going to move over to the last door and peek, hopefully, inside a keyhole on that one as well. 
see what's in there. Uh, you see several kegs. Um, you see several kegs um, that are labeled with uh, wine on them. And as you kind of take a look around, you see some shelves further in. This is quite possibly the officer's l private larder. Oh. Okay, um, I'm going to head out of there. Try and make my way off the ship without being seen and back to our ship. All right, you squeak under the only door into the inside of the ship and take off. I'd like you to roll me stealth one more time. Ten. Did you add the plus two for your... Oh, I did not. Just Twelve. You make a wrong turn at Albuquerque and almost <laughs> run into the back of a guy's head and you have to fly straight up and around him to get away. And you see him kind of turn around like, what, what was that? He kind of gives his head a shake. So you fly back across the long distance and land back on your own ship. I imagine I'm a little tired after that expedition. Yeah. But I I do go uh, straight to Haida and I tell her that... I tell her, well, it's a ship, but... No flags. I don't know who they are. Um, there's a lot of gunpowder on board. And a lot of wine. But they are waiting. They're waiting for a ship to come by. Because they want something that's on it. But they none of the crew that were awake know what it is that they're supposed to get from that ship. Probably shouldn't go towards them. Just in case. She looks over at the captain who's now awake at this point who's been woken up at this point. You said there's gunpowder and wine. Yes. How many, how many people did you say was on board? There were at least five outside. How many did I see sleeping? Another four. Okay. And then there were, there were four sleeping uh, just below decks. And then I couldn't get into what could have been the captain's quarters, but there was definitely at least one person in there. They were snoring really loud. Oh, but I found this. One of the guys sleeping dropped this while he was, I guess, sleeping. And I, and I hand over the book. It's of no use to me, but maybe someone could use it. I think that... Well, thank you, little one. I think that we could make a fair bit of money off of finding out who these people are. And even if we don't, they've got a lot of gunpowder. They'll probably go boom. Well, we don't want to make it go boom. I want to sell it. Okay. How many entrances or exits to the hold were there that you could find? Just the one. 
And then there was a little hallway with three doors. One had the gunpowder. The second, um, I assume, would be the captain's quarters. And the third had all the wine. And before those three doors, if you make a turn, you go down some stairs, and that's where the other four were sleeping. She's clearly very proud of herself. <laughs> Rob the fuckers, I say all drunk. So there's only one door out of there. Yes. If we can seal that door, get our hands on the ship, on the, the wheel, and take out the guards up top, you know, the more of them we can bring in alive, the more they'll give us. Spies are not well liked in these waters. Maybe we can even just dump them all on our shitty ship and steal their ship for ourselves. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly not... Um, like, it's a big ship, yes, but if there were five guys awake and four sleeping, that's only nine crew. Well, I have this ability, Caleb. How do I use it? Can make scrolls. Can I do something that it, is there a scroll that keeps people like completely asleep? So we can move them without mm -hmm. them even knowing? I think that would take um, quite a while. I don't even know oh. how it works. Yeah, maybe it does. Yeah. We will we will go over that. I'll send you some videos. It's definitely a downtime activity because it like it takes days. Okay then. But then it's good forever, so. Another time, Dan, we'll figure out another plan. I don't know if you guys can hear that clunking around on my end, but it's my kitten. He's uh, he's definitely a little bit crazy right now, and so he keeps jumping on stuff, and then it's falling over. He's already taken down the thing of Lysol wipes off the table, as well as both my pencil cases. Good kitty. Yeah. He's really stupid, too. Aren't they all? Probably. I've heard that orange cats are the stupidest, and uh, so far it's uh, proving true for this guy. Garfield's um, pretty smart. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's true. The door to this room is a sliding glass door, and so I had it partway closed, because I usually close it all the way, but I wanted to leave him room to run in and out, and he ran out, and so I left an opening for him, and I had literally just said... Are you smart enough to not run into the door when he came running back and ran into the door? <laughs> Log is his favorite color. <sighs> he's a dummy, but he's cute. Anyway, sorry. That's right. Hey, Megan. Knock, knock. Who's there? Spell. Spell who? W-H-O. I suppose. That is correct. <laughs> I'm sorry. So the captain... Uh, the captain says to you... You think you could... You think you could lead a few of these... few of your friends... And a few of my lads to... Sneak up on them and... If we can get that door closed, then we'll be laughing. Oh, yes. You think you're up for it, little one? Of course. Fuck yeah. 
I like your enthusiasm. I straight arm the rest of my wine. <laughs> Is there anything big around? Like, big enough to block a door? We can put one of those gunpowder crates on there and then tell him it's gunpowder with like a candle on it. <laughs> not to open it. <laughs> but not actually not put the candle on it just in case they do open it. So what you're saying, just so I, I understand what you're saying, you'd put uh you'd put the gunpowder on it with a lit candle on it, and if they bang on the door enough times it'll knock or hard enough, it'll knock over the candle. Well, we're gonna tell them the candle's on it. We'll put the barrel there so the door's barricaded. But we're not actually gonna put the candle on there. They'll just think it's on there. And I have really good persuasion, or so we can. I can. No, I don't actually. Fuck. Don't use me to persuade. We'll use someone else. <laughs> but anyways, maybe maybe if we make them believe the candle's on there, they wouldn't open the door because they'd scare to blow everyone up. And we're not gonna put the candle on just in case. Because we, we to don't actually open. want to blow everyone up. <laughs> right. But at least when they open the door, they'll hear a clunk and they'll know the barrel's there and maybe they'll think, fuck, there's a candle on there. Well, I'll tell you what. I prepped some good spells for this day, so. When we roll in there, um, I'm going to cast a fog cloud on the guys that are outside. That's my game plan. Okay, and I can do uh, I can do my pre-estigitation for uh, making a musical notes, and we're going to be playing Gangster's Paradise in the background when we do this. Why Quietly. don't you use <laughs> prestidigitation to put shit in their pants? But then they'll, yeah, that's gross. Yeah, well, they'll be totally distracted. Yeah, but they'd be running to the bathroom, and then they'd leave that room. But I could use predestination to put a little blindfold over their eyes so when they wake up, they think they're blind. If they're <laughs> dumb. You create it over in your hand. And you can only have up to three of them at a time. Well, ain't that some shit. I was talking. However, you are able to soil up to one... You clean or soil one cubic foot of something. So, yes, you could fill their pants with feces. Well... We'll do that at the same time as putting the barrel and candle. I like that barrel and candle idea. If I was in that room, I wouldn't open that fucking door. Yeah. Unless the captain has another idea, but he's fucking staying silent, so. <laughs> the captain's listening to what you're, you're planning and goes, I like your ideas. Somebody find me Bang! Where is Bang? Who's Bang? Eventually, the one named Bang is found and brought forward. He is one of the the only lizard folk among the uh, around the crew, and he's put on a particular vest that has four pistols stuck in it. I like this guy. Nissa is fascinated by these pistols. Know. She's flitting around and around and around him, like almost getting dizzy herself. Just. Like, staring at them from every different angle. I didn't know there was pistols. I thought they were ever cool as fuck. I'm going to ask if he has an extra one that I can hold on to. I see. 
I see. I know why your name is Bang now. Nah, I just got that. Ever cool. <laughs> bang likes to make the other guys go bang all over <laughs> the room. <laughs> and the best part is that they're always food afterwards. Well, that's disturbing, but I love it. <laughs> and no, you can't have one of my bangs guns, or else how will bang bang? I said an extra one. I don't want one of your flashy ones, bro. <laughs> and Nissa turns around uh, to Nilrum and she goes, um, if need be, you could take these. And she'll hand him three uh, pebbles that she enchants. <laughs> nice. It's, it's not quite the bang that bang can bang, but it'll make a little bang. Nice. What do they do? <laughs> Uh, you throw it, it's a plus six to hit, and then if it hits, it does 1d6 plus four bludgeoning damage. Wow, that's dope, Megan. Yeah, Kay. it's pretty cool. I'll put them in my pocket, and uh, and Megan went up a notch in the books. <laughs> So you you guys get into one of the little rowboats with bang, and you guys begin rowing slowly through the night, heading towards the boat. When you come up on it, would you rather come up on the front uh, or the front, back, or the sides? Uh, Nissa would like to fly up and see where the least amount of people are. <laughs> where your ninja suit. And are we, did we have a rest? Like, do I get my spells back? Yeah, you had a rest. That was what we started with. My bad. That's all good. So what's Megan going to go see here? Because I like that idea. Then we can plan our attack. Oh, shit. You got a whole setup here. Ever fucking cool. How was that? Angle wise, that's fucking that dope. That's amazing. Did you make that? Uh, no, that's a uh, Michael's purchase. Vincent actually picked it. Right. That's pretty cool. I like the little the the sails there. Look like knives from this angle. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, Vincent is picking all the colors, so you know it's gonna get real fucking funky. I love it. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Do I not have a lizard folk miniature? Holy shit, I don't have a lizard folk miniature. What the fuck do I have, that, like, a thousand minis and not one of those? That's racist <laughs> towards lizard folk. Speciest. Yeah, speciest. <laughs> so, back to being pirates. Yes, I want to fly up and see where the least amount of people are. Have you used the word pirate in front of Bang or anybody yet? I don't um, think so. No, but I want to. Okay, well, feel free as you're discussing your plan of attack as you're rowing your way across. How do you like, guys approach this? I'll pass him a joint and be like, what's your opinion on piracy? Piracy will get you a throat hug by an executioner. We... Oh. 
We are not pirates. We are privateers of Trivium. They are the audience to keep their waters safe. And we get to keep what we find. Sounds like a pirate to me, bro. Hey, um... I'm softly chuckling in the background. If you want, just call yourself, um, a reclamation specialist. Bang is confused by this this big word. (laughs) Reclamation, because you you claim stuff. You reclaim, you take things. And you're a specialist because you're good at it. You see this is like turning the cogs in his head for a good two or three minutes before he finally gives his head a shake and goes, but what is plan? Should we climb up the back? Or should we try our luck at coming up the side and going straight for the door? Megan's recon, how did that turn out? Yeah, I'll, I'll fly up and, and hopefully can tell where the people are up there. Uh, there's two at the very back by the wheel, two more on the upper deck, and, uh, one in the crow's nest and one up at the front of the ship. So they're fairly evenly spaced up. Um, I will report this back, and then I would like to, uh, conjure a fog cloud around the crow's nest. Actually, wait, no, not around the crow's nest. I'll do it. Um, I'll do it at the back so that if we can climb up and over the back, then we won't be seen. Alrighty. I was thinking that two of us go for the door and two of us create a distraction. Well, the fog cloud will make a distraction once people start dying. <laughs> what is it, like deadly fog, like Stephen King? No, it's just a 20-foot radius uh, sphere of fog. Um, it's like ninja fog. It, the area is heavily obscured, so... Yeah. Ninja fog. Yeah. All right. So did you press the digitation yourself to look more skeletal? Um, this sounds like a cool idea. Can I do that? Um, I don't know if it can change your appearance. You could put a mark on your face. A mark? Yeah, you make like a glowing mark on on something. I don't see why you couldn't do it to yourself. So I can make myself look like a skeleton or some shit? How about you make your clothes look waterlogged and sort of like ghoulish? And we like smear stuff in your face so you come out of the fog looking like a zombie okay i like it i like it and i'm already drunk so i'll walk that way (laughs) okay you all want to come at this from the back yeah let's do it are we doing the barrel and candle thing for the sleeping people because we can hit that fog and i'll sneak in that fog quietly set up all our little traps or whatever we want to set up and then make ourselves known uh, fog cloud is concentration, so I kind of have to keep on it. So while you're keeping on that, we can all set up everything. I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think, Captain? Quietest captain on Earth? 
Captain's left on the boat. Oh shit! So who's who's in charge here? Bang. Bang. What do you think, bro? What are we gonna do? He he strokes his smooth chin a couple times. We could do zombies, or we could come up from the back of the boat and go bang. He taps the gun on his, on his chest. Less theatrical, but I guess it still works. Uh, um, we could do both. I'll do both. But but I want uh, like. Because if we can put that barrel there, then we're, even if we're planning on attacking them, at least those guys are held and we can just fight who we want and open that room and kill those guys later. Mm-hmm. Is there anything on the deck of the ship that I would have seen, Caleb, that we could... Um, well, not me, but maybe K2 could shove in front of the door to block it? Um, it does have two ring handles, so a simple rope could be tied through it, and the boat has lots of that. Okay, I'll mention that to K2, that if he can get to the door quietly, and uh, he could probably tie the handles together to stop anyone from coming out on deck while we deal with the people that are out there. Okay, so my first goal is lock the door and go from there. All right, so it sounds like we almost want to split the party here. A little bit, yeah. Alrighty, so whilst two of you are coming in, you come up alongside the ship. I rolled their perceptions, it was really bad. <laughs> How's that for view? Good. Good? Cool. It's also much easier to reach. And you drop K2, bang, to climb up the wooden ladder that's built into the side of the ship, while the other two of you come around the back of the ship. The fog cloud extending to about here, and holding on to the ship, and leaving the front open. The door you're looking for is apparently right above you, so it's about here. Um, you know what? Let's roll for initiative right now and just get that yeah, written down. Because we know it's going to happen. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I got 12. Four. Eight. Yes, yes. Sorry, I forgot to hit the button. Yes. No, that's okay. I heard you. I just suddenly was writing down and did I actually hit the button? I think you did. That or I'm uh, like... I'm gonna put this joint down right now. <laughs> yeah, you did hit the button the first time. Ah uh, shit. <laughs> Alright, so Bang goes first as he moves his way up through the fog awaiting his Waiting uh, for K2 to catch up. Nilrim, around the back of the boat. Fog cloud is being held. It's about a... 
it's about a uh, 12 to 15 foot climb to get up over the railing. Okay, well, my movement is, what, 30 feet. So I'm going to do that priest digitation, and I'm going to uh, make the nearest guy soil himself and see what the hell he does. <laughs> and then for my action, uh, so I guess if I move, that counts as an action. So maybe I'll just, can I cast it from the boat? Moving isn't an action, but the spell is. The cantrip, but so what? But the cantrip can be used as a bonus action, or no? You'd have to read the spell, but I don't think so. Oh, okay then. Um, so then I'll just cast that, and I'll do. Um, that's it. That's all I'll, I'll do. I'll watch his reaction and see if it got rid of a guy. You uh, lean up over the edge just enough that you can see him and make him out through the the heavy fog. You cast your spell, and suddenly you see him stop, and he kind of tenses. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll excuse me. I, uh, I'll be back in a minute. And he begins shuffling off, heading down the ship towards the door. That's actually not a bad thing, because if he goes in there, then that's one less person we have to deal with right off the bat. I could just cast Create Bonfire on that door. But that'll burn our ship. We need to. We want this ship, right? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool if we could. Yeah, look at the ship comparison. I want to drive that ship. <laughs> Let's fuck these guys up. K two, you uh, use half your movement to climb up to the top, just in time to see this man shuffle his way through the door and close it behind him. If I'm looking for any bit of rope, uh, a pipe, something I could wedge in that door. Um, you find both a board and uh, rope, but not just like your normal hempen rope, like the two-inch thick ship rope. I grab so. both. All right, roll me stealth. Fourteen. You manage to make your way to the door. Slide the wood wood piece through it, and then tie the rope through it and tie it in knots. So that even if they break the board, then the the rope will hold it even longer. Okay, I kinda give a wave to my lizard friend. Bang. Mm-hmm. And I wait. And yeah, back of the boat. You come up through the fog, and it is hard to see. You can indeed tell that there is still somebody on the uh, at the helm, as well as people at the front of the boat. Like you can still hear their voices, but nothing seems to have. No one's sounding an alarm yet. Well, that's good. Um, I think I'm just going to hold there and keep keep concentrating on that fog. There's not much else I can do while I'm concentrating that would actually make a big difference. Fair. 
you still can use an action, but yeah. Yeah. I think I'll just hang out there and keep an eye on things. As you wave to Bang, the K2, as you wave to Bang, he nods seeing you there, and he comes up over the top, draws a pistol, points at the nearest uh, crew member. I start shaking my head, going, no, no, hoping he sees me. And uh, he... He shoots him in the chest. Oh, dear. Or does he miss? No, no, he most certainly hit and uh, hit him in the jugular with a bullet. Sweet. And a loud bang. That one is dead. <laughs> I drop my head and sigh. Milrin, you hear the guy at the um, at the helm who can't. He's he's right in here, who can't see anything because of the fog cloud. He starts calling out, "What was that? Is everyone okay?" A similar shout comes from up in the crow's nest, trying to look at what's going on. You know that chaos is about to break out. What do you do? Well, then. Um, I'm going to, I guess, stay creeping over that. No, I'm going to climb over the balcony there and just stay hidden somewhere in range. And then I'm going to, how many people are on the deck still? Uh, there's one guy near you and then one guy near the front of the ship and then one guy in the crow's nest. Toad three. So we can always repair a crow's nest if I burn that off, eh? Hey, Megan and Andy? Yeah, do what you gotta do. I'm gonna cast Create Bonfire on the top of the crow's nest. <laughs> Love it. So they gotta As do a deck save, I think, or something? Uh, does an 11 pass? I, what is that? Spell save, DC? Yeah. I got 14. So no. How much damage does he take? Six. Nice. That's not good, because he's going to start his turn there next time. Shit. Alrighty. Mm -hmm. So suddenly there's a glowing light from the top of the ship. K2, standing in the middle of the uh, the ship, as one guy is shot, a fire ignites at the top of the ship, and you hear somebody yelling from the uh, from the back of the boat. What would you like to do is there's one guy who fell over. That's what it's hard to see. Left near the front of the ship. I look up at the fire, sigh, pull my mace, and run straight for the guy at the front of the ship. Roll your attack. 23. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How much damage? Seven. 
you crack him in the face as he's trying to draw a weapon, sending him reeling backwards as he tries to again go for his, his cutlass on his on his belt. And what would you like to do? There is one dude still running the helm. Uh, you can't really see what's going on over there other than there's a fire up there so now because you can see the orange glow through the fog. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the element of surprise is definitely gone. Hmm. Maybe that guy just dropped his cigarette. Well, except for the guy that just got whacked with a mace. Oh, yeah. Fuck, they're clumsy on this ship. I know. There's still one guy in the fog where I am, right? Yep. Okay. I am going to drop the fog, and mm -hmm. I am going to just primal savagery attack. And what feature are you giving yourself with Primal Savagery? Um, it's, That's the one that lets you... Yeah, it says my teeth or fingernails sharpen. I'm going with fingernails, and it delivers a corrosive attack. Awesome. So you develop the most horrifying set of fingernails yep. that are proportionately like unrealistic for your body, but... Alrighty, roll your attack. That would be a 25 to hit. Fucking Christ. Right? And 8 points of acid damage. And then my fingernails return to normal. Alright. So, the guy facing off in front of you, K2, frees their, their weapon charging towards you. And they swing their sword, and it gets stuck in the mast as they miss you wildly. <laughs> Nisa, or M, the one that just tried to, um, that you just poison, turns around and just tries to watch you out of the air. Well, that's a four, so you don't even have to try and move to get out of the way. <laughs> Yay. Um... And the guy up in the crow's nest, as he's getting out, still has to make another deck save. Oh good, that'll be an 18. Nice. As he proceeds to climb down, climb, start climbing down the railing. He, being able to see the front of the boat, points, he draws his pistol and points it towards k Oh boy. He shoots a hole in the uh, in the ground two feet to your left, K two. <laughs> that puts us back at the top with bang. Seeing the guy in the ra uh, up top has been. Now open fire on you guys. Bang pulls out another pistol, points it straight up. I like Bang. Bang points him and hits him in the leg. 
and as he fires, he hits him in the leg, and he blips, and he falls. Uh, K2, I would like you to make me a deck save as well as the person you are fighting. 18. 18. You both manage to jump back as this person falls to the, the deck and just, like, if they weren't dead when they when they were falling, the crunch that you heard when they hit the deck finished them. Nilrim. Okay. Um, so how many people are on the deck now? There's the one person that just started swinging at uh, uh, at N, and then there's the guy that is still engaged with K2. Which is the one from the crow's nest? Uh, he dead. Okay. Um, are those two within five feet from each other? No. There's one that's here and one's way over here on this side of the ship. Okay, okay. I'm gonna cast um, where is it? Witch bolt. Ooh. Yes, I'm gonna cast witch bolt on uh, the person with the least amount of hit points. I guess whoever looks the the worst off. Hard to tell at this point. Uh, in the dark during a fight, this person so, uh, is like ten feet away from you. So. Closest, I got 30 feet range. Yep. Alright, so I'll roll the hit. I mean, it's plus, what do I hit? What do I get a plus to hit with? Uh, proficiency and your spell modifier. Which so is... six. Six, I guess. In total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so 22 to hit. Uh, that'll most certainly hit. What color is your witch bolt? Uh, bright pink. Bright pink. Yeah. Bright pink. A bright pink arc of energy leaps from your hands and hits him in the back of the head as he's trying to swat at the pixie. Okay. Um, 1d12 here. Let's roll your damage. Yeah, nine. Lightning damage. And then I guess it just stays on him, and then on my next turn, I can do 1d12 damage without rolling to hit again, if I decide to. Do you want the good news or the bad news? Shit, both. I guess. Bad news first. Uh, the bad news is that you won't be rolling that next town round, uh, because you just caused his head to explode as he only had three hit points left. <laughs> I say, toasty, like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> his head is just a blackened mess at this point there's Look. K2 you are still engaged with your with the last person on the deck who is trying to assess the situation and it's not going good for him what would you like to do possible for me to grab him and choke him out absolutely um how would you grapple somebody like that um dex to grab him or strength i don't know make me a strength or a dex check i'm not sure which 
I'm better with strength, so it's really up to you. Go with strength. You can get the exact hold later once you've got them in your arms. 22. 22. As he's trying to, he tries to grab his cutlass out of the out of the mast. You just reach around him, putting his arms against him with one arm. The other one wraps around his throat. He tries to flail against you. However, he's not doing so good. Do you have anything to say? Are you going to say anything to him, or are you just going to stand there silently until he passes out? I just tell him to go to sleep, my sweet child. <laughs> and after about ten seconds, he indeed goes to sleep. And you hear some banging coming from the door that you've sealed. Looking around the deck, you quickly spot a couple, uh, or one of the barrels of gunpowder used to load up the cannon at the front of the ship. I grab it, run straight to the door, put it in front, and I look for a candle. <laughs> uh, you find one inside of a lamp that was uh, that was hanging on the ship. Let us out! Who 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 is this? How dare you let us out? Okay, nobody needs to get hurt now. And I kind of put the candle over the barrel, I'm like just calm down. Sit down, relax, nothing bad has to happen. My man, Andy, I love it. As uh, K2 is trying to negotiate um, with these individuals, the captain of the ship has come forward and is demanding your terms of his surrender. I have a dumb part of look at my, on my face and I kind of look back towards Bang and I'm like, hmm. Um... Bang looks at you and goes, Big hats make good decisions. Bang just goes bang. He says as he's reloading his pistols. Not helpful, Ben. Not helpful. I, I look towards my friends and kind of like, uh. Nissa goes up to the door and she says, What ship are you waiting for out here in the dark? They kind of Uh, uh, you hear a, a silence. And how would you know what we're out here for? Well, you fly out here without flags, and in the dark, and when you're in the dark, sometimes your crewmen talk awfully loud. Filthy little spy. Oh, I am... Sorry, I'm not filthy at all. So, what ship are you waiting for? That's none of your concern, little one. Well, with just a snap of my fingers, I can light this candle, which is sitting on a barrel of gunpowder. And your whole ship can go boom. Or you can answer my questions, and you might get to go on your way. Is there a bottle of wine near, nearby? Um, 
It takes you a minute or two of searching, but you do find a bottle of wine that's been stuffed into a coil of rope. I grab it, I smash it onto the barrel, so that now the barrel's soaked in wine, and I move the candle back over top. <laughs> Bang looks at, uh, at Nilrum, points at the helm, and goes, You steer back to Big Hats? He points back to the direction of your ship. Yeah, man. It's what I do. After several minutes and a lot of intimidation factor out of, you know, the explosives that you have sitting in front of you, um, the captain... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think I prepared Charm Person. Yes, yes, indeed I have. Can I see him? Through the crack in the door, yes. Okay. Does this count as actively fighting? No. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I mean, threatening, sure, but all right, I'll allow it. Okay, well, it just... It would be your call on whether or not the captain gets advantage on a wisdom saving throw. That's a 12. That's a fail. You are now, the captain is now charmed by me until the spell ends or until uh, me or my companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. His demeanor very quickly changes. Please. I'm sorry, it's been a long night. I know, right? I can't believe how long you've been waiting out here for this other ship. Which one was it again? The Silver Swan. They ah. say it's been coming all the way across the ocean and that it actually made it. There's this ambassador that is coming, that is supposed to make some sort of deal, and there are people that didn't want him to get there, if you catch my drift. Oh, I do. I do. Hearing the conversation go well, I'm going to put the candle down. And I'm going to go and tie that other guy up just so that he doesn't wake up and start floundering around. That's fair. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> you managed to continue to squeeze the uh, captain for information, and he divulges further. Yeah, there was this ambassador that we were supposed to pick up, and then we were going to take him up north, and then they were probably going to be questioned or something. I don't know. We were just supposed to turn them over to the right people. Do you know why that ship isn't here yet? I... I do, actually. Really? Could you tell me? 
And she leans in closely. Have you ever seen the Kraken? He scratches his head and goes, No, but I've heard stories about it. And Nissa nods very, very solemnly as her eyes go really wide and she whispers, I saw it and it ate that ship. He screams and turns around and goes, There's dragons in this water, man! Run for your life! <laughs> and you just hear a mad panic on the inside as they they scatter throughout the hold of the ship. Nissa does an epic face palm and she's like, Oh crap, I took that a little too far. <laughs> I take a moment to make sure that the door is secure still. Oh yeah, the door is absolutely secure. You, uh, know, knowing that, uh, from what Anne has told you about the layout, this is the only door. And even if there is another door, it leads into the water. Yeah. Okay, I lean up against the door. <laughs> Are we almost back Black. at our ship? Quote-unquote hour? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, the ship you are based out of as you pull up alongside of it, ropes are tossed over and the two ships are tied. I'm going to and... call it to the captain and I'll just be like, okay, we're here to help. We're going to rescue you. If you and your men can come out one by one, we'll make sure that you stay safe. You heard her, boys. One by one, single file. They start coming up one by one to a plethora of privateers with <laughs> weapons drawn on them, and they are all tied up and on deck. At which point that tenuous charm person probably would fail on the captain if he gets tied up. It's not straight up harmful, but it's not exactly friendly. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you'd be all right up until that point. Okay. As it does wear off, he's like, wait, what, 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 what? And Nissa just shrugs and flits past. <laughs> I'm going to go up to the captain and ask him what we're doing with these people. Well, we're going to take them into Trivium. Ooh. Spies and assassins are not treated very kindly by the, by the authorities. But it is the law that you must be taken to the authorities for them to uh, have a little chat with. Unless we decide to feed the Kraken. You, you, there's a a bunch of, like, murmurs move through the soldiers. Uh, the captain kind of smirks at you. We could feed the Kraken. But I'm willing to bet they'll pay us per head when we drop them off. Oh, I'm sure. You're the captain. Hmm. Kind of nods as he's looking around. 
can Nissa go back to um, the new ship and get into the the captain's quarters there and look for any information on this diplomat as to who it is description? She's wondering if it might be one of the people that we saved last time. Uh, as you dig through his files, the boats are tied together, so when you're off shift, you're able to spend time uh, flipping through paperwork in the captain's quarters. And you find uh, a letter describing a the ambassador named Arthur Dolrath, a... Uh, Human male in his uh, late 50s with long gray hair in the back that had balded in the front. Definitely not the people you picked up. Okay. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to uh, puzzle out that there's a good chance that this diplomat isn't going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Be a little late for him. And for Nyssa, that's just a problem that solved itself. Because if she would have, like, if we had picked up the diplomat, then it's what do we do with the diplomat? What is the diplomat actually here to do? Blah, 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 blah. But no diplomat, no problem. That's true. But you did have, you now are in possession of an entire crew of people who were trying to kidnap this diplomat. The fact that the diplomat is dead doesn't change that. Yeah. Well, uh, you also, as you're digging around through the captain's, um, uh, the captain's desk, you find a button, the underside of the desk, and you click it, and the desk drawer pops open, and then you try to open it, and it takes like, like you're heaving with all your tiny might, and it's not budging. You. Yeah. Kind of take a peek in through the the little bit that it's open, and you see it's full of coins. I go straight for K2, because I know K2 is strong, and strong is needed. Which is probably what she says, too. She'll fly up to K2's face, and she'll be like, come, come with me. I need strong. You, strong, strong, come. Come, strong. I'll follow. And she'll lead you straight into the crew quarters and point excitedly at the drawer. And she goes, open that. Open that. It's going to be good. I, I want you to make me a strength check. Not that you can fail. I just want to see how well you succeed. Well, with a natural 19, that's going to bring me to a 22. <laughs> <laughs> so you forget that I am super tiny and you just rip that drawer out. <laughs> Uh, yes, and because you rip it with such force, as you pull it, like if you grab it and you just heave, and the whole thing comes cracking out. But as it's cracking out, you hear a shing of a blade that sh that swung out from just from the between the lower and the upper shelves. But your hand was so far back that it missed entirely, and now you have the entire drawer in your hand. <laughs> and confidently, I did that on purpose. I knew it was trapped the whole time. <laughs> uh, 
So you now have this drawer full of money. What are you going to do with it? And Nissa will look up and she'll be like, I think maybe we could use a ship. And ships require money. I look at the small drawer and go, I think we need more. <laughs> Missa leans over and peers into the drawer and she says, how much do you think is, is in there? I'm not as familiar with this coin. I would like both of you to make me a history check right now. Oh, shit. Uh, 19. Sticky fingers. Three. Uh, so, Anne, what happened to people with sticky fingers? They died. Got their hands cut off. I mean, like this morning in game. Oh, they got thrown overboard. Okay. I'm not as smart as Nissa is. <laughs> So, Nissa's pretty smart. Nissa watched people get drowned for having sticky fingers. You now have a chest full of money that you found while obtaining this ship with the crew. Mm-hmm. And if it gets found that it was not distributed, because technically we were working for the captain, so this is now the captain's second ship, We'd be in big trouble. Is there currently anybody around besides for me and Nissa? Uh, in the room, no. Nissa just looks at K2 and she goes, so can we take it? Keep it quiet? Half. She grudgingly acknowledges the wisdom of that plan. And where are you going to put the, uh, the, the half that you are taking? Is there a window in the room? Yes. Is there something I could lash a small bag onto and hang it out the window? I'm going to say yes. Because this is smart. And what is required for that would not be hard to come by. I'm sure there's a couple shirts you could string together and make that work. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to make myself a fishing line, if you will. <laughs> All righty. And promptly stuff the drawer back in enough so they knew I broke it to open it. But, you know, but I just opened it. 
Do you want me to go tell the captain what we found? Yes. Okay, Anissa just goes racing as quickly as she can up to the other ship and finds the captain. Doesn't matter what he's doing, she just gets up right in his face and... You need to see what K2 and I found on the other ship. He kind of cocks his head as he, uh... He follows you down there, grumbling to himself about whatever it was that you found. So you get in there, and he takes a look in at the drawer, and he just runs his fingers through the, the gold and silver coins. This is, uh, worth my attention. Turns to Ketu. Ketu, do you think you could remove the drawer from the desk for me? I go to grab it again. <laughs> do you make a big show out of it, or you just kind of, like, give it a half tug and it falls out? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to lay it on as much as possible so it looks like I didn't know this would happen. Uh, roll me performance. I just want to see. Fourteen? He buys your act. You know, looking at the mahogany desk as he kind of runs his finger over it and goes... I might have this moved over into my uh, into my quarters. I instinctively just go to pick up the desk. <laughs> Do you just pick up the whole desk at this point? <laughs> yes. All right, so you hand him a box of money that you've removed from the desk and then pick up the desk. Yep. He kind of looks and goes, I'm sure they won't miss it. And you help transfer a uh, mahogany desk back into their, uh, in onto their ship. Um, over the next couple of days, you guys are actually put in charge of the, uh, along with Heather, you are put in charge of the t ship being towed along. Not that you have to make a whole lot of decisions or. <laughs> Anything like that, you're just making sure that it's not crashing into the side of the boat all day long. Awesome. And after another two days, you round the... You round the peninsula, and you're greeted with the first sight of Trivium. It's red... It's... Bright red towers topped with these bulbous... Uh, these, these sudden, like circular bulbs that twist up like the tops of a pastry spiraled up to this elegant point bridges extend from uh tower to tower and off the peninsula there's a tower that is connected by a long straight bridge all the way across the bay to the other side hmm. i think this is a good place to call her quits as we pull into port